You're listening to the Why I Love Disney podcast. In this episode, we talk about the Disney reopening plans. Are you ready? Let's go. Won't be available. I saw something about water rides maybe not being available. No, Have you seen no water rides? I did see rides? that at first, but now they're saying, I think they've said that it doesn't travel well in water, okay. especially chlorinated water. So that one of the one of the few places you won't have to wear a mask is when you're eating, drinking, or swimming. Okay, so they're gonna so let there you are, swim. There's at least some some swimming. Available. Or maybe they could they could put chemicals in the water rides and force everybody to go down Splash Mountain before they get go. <laughs> they have to do Splash Mountain first <laughs> before go. they go to the rest of the park <laughs> to disinfect them. I'm just thinking outside the box, Disney. You know, I'm I'm available for um, consulting if you'd like. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. Great to have you all here today. Hey, David, what's up? Hey, Dustin, how are you? Fantastic. Ramin, doing well? Uh, yeah, I'm not up, though. I feel kind of tired. Tired? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's been a long day. I feel good, already, but we're all yeah. together in the studio again, still plenty of distance apart. But we see things opening back up, and why? And, and it looks like some of this is winding down. There's seems like there's some good news in some places yeah. about the, the virus and and we have uh, the the main lead news is the reopening of Disney. We've been talking about it almost every single podcast. When will they? What will they? What it'll be like? What would we do in the circumstance that it did open? When do we feel comfortable? All these things we've been talking about and talking about, but we finally have some guidance from Disney about what's going to happen. So David, yeah. give us kind of fill us in like what's what's happening and maybe as you do Ramin and I we'll stop you. I've looked a little bit but don't know nearly what you know is happening here. So well, well interesting is some of the information has changed uh quickly. Some like some stuff comes out then the next couple of days some more information comes out. It's been really fun to watch everybody's reactions yeah. online to all these changes and uh to see how people you know the people respond to the unknown you know it's like when when disney gives you part of the information but they don't give you the whole the whole thing watching how people handle that it's been really interesting but uh yeah lots of cool stuff actually we did a we did a podcast uh, just recently on some of the reopening and we had a technical difficulty. David forgot to hit record. Yeah, and we were not all, together, and on, we could. We had. I didn't yeah. forget. I did. I, I did not forget to hit record. I, on my end, I did hit record. We don't really know what happened, <laughs> but only a few minutes recorded. But I did hit record. Yeah, there was really no way to salvage it. It would have been kind of funny. We should post it anyway, just for comment two thirds of the purposes. It would yeah, be yeah. two two out of three people talking. Just led a lot of it. To you, you can did. imagine you uh, in the spaces what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, you just fill it in. <laughs> that would but be, we talked in that in that podcast. We talked a little bit about Disney Springs opening right. up and some things like that. So it, it was also where I found out that my favorite restaurant, Disney Springs, had closed. Yours and mine both. Not uh, yeah. Ramin and I we go down there every time we go to Bongos, and we were excited about going back right. to Bongos. We saw it wasn't close. It was closed. We're like, oh no, the coronavirus did it in. No, it closed at last September. Yeah. And yeah. so all that on the air was our our devastation. Yeah, of that knowing kinda, and finding that out that sucked the the energy out of us too for a while. Did. You guys were so disappointed. I, I I was just sharing the the restaurants that were going to be opening first, and you asked about that one, and I was like, it's not on the list. And man, it was like, I mean, I really don't have a reason to go to Disney Springs anymore. <laughs> just to be perfectly. Um, no, I'm kidding. And I'm, I'm really sad because I've never eaten there. 
Uh, you never will get to, apparently. Although there are other um, locations, not the same restaurant, but the same chef, uh, the Gloria Estefan, Estefan Kitchen. Uh, there's a there's a, a place in Miami, I believe one other location as well, where you can get some of the same dishes, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not lost forever, just the Disney Springs location. Good news. <laughs> well, get back to the good news again, right. though, is too, is that uh, the parks are opening back up. They are. Yay. All right. The parks in Florida uh, are opening back up July 11th and okay. July 15th. Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom will open up July 11th. And Hollywood Studios and Epcot will open up July 15th, which is a month later than Universal will be opening and SeaWorld and some of the other parks that are opening this in June. Okay. And just a few days from now from when we're recording. Uh, so Disney's got an extra month to figure some things out. That really didn't surprise me that it was a little bit longer. I was I was surprised more that Universal could figure out how to open up so early. But I, th- I always picture. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I always just picture Disney so much bigger. So that doesn't surprise me that it would take more time to figure out how to work that out. But uh, yeah, so that's happening. And uh, so uh, the one of the one of the biggest. Uh, news with with the with the reopening is that uh disney had made the statement that park attendance is going to be managed by a new theme park reservation system is what they call it and so no one really knows what that is yet um but basically you have to have a reservation and you have to have a valid ticket admission so So, you're reserving a spot to go like to magic kingdom right you have to reserve and the reason that they're doing that is because like uh, i live out of out of florida so when i go to disney I'm usually staying in the resorts. My t- everything's coming in a package. My tickets are good for a couple of weeks period that you have to use them in before they expire. But there are other tickets out there that, that don't expire that people can have a single day ticket, multi-day ticket, an annual pass. Holder has a different type pass. You got the Disney vacation club uh, members who have different, everybody, there's just different tiers to, uh, to all this. And so some of these people have already paid for tickets. Yeah. And so, the, the, as they as they as they keep control of the capacity of the parks when things open up, they're going to have to know how many people are in the park that day. So they everybody's going to have to make a reservation because yeah. you can't just have people walking up to the gate saying, "I here I am." Totally makes sense to I'm me. Yeah, it made sense to me, but the, I was really surprised there was a lot of a lot of um, disappointed people, and also probably better system than just everybody getting to the park as early as possible to line up and then they cut it off at some point and say, "Sorry, go home," even though. That would that would I could see that being a disaster for many reasons. Well, and, and when we first uh, when we first started this podcast back in January, we had just come from the parks uh, when we were there for the Christmas week and New Year's, and we saw that like we we experienced on New Year's Eve when the crowds grew really big, and we were in one park and trying to get back into the Magic Kingdom, and the capacity had filled, and it was like you can't come in, but it eventually opened up. Some people left, and we got to go in. But it's that is that is not a fun place to be when you're when you're not sure uh, if you're going to get in or not. Well, that so. that sounds like good news. If you if you res, put a reservation in, you know you're getting in the park. Well, right? and I think for for people like uh, you know us that we don't live in in the area, you you've got to have some guarantee before you drive a few right. hours away. If you if you if that you're going to get in, that you know that you're sure. not going to buy tickets and then it's going to be too full. You think there'll still be people show up that don't haven't got the word of this and find out and there probably will be, but uh, Disney on every on every 
everywhere on the, on the website. It has a lot of things like what you need to know before you go. Gotcha. And I've seen it on multiple different websites that, that they have. They keep putting out that information. So they're going to cover themselves that if you didn't click it, they're going to be able to point you to all the places they had yeah. that info, but they will probably be, you're right. I Especially like that. season pass holders that just are used to showing up that haven't really thought through, well, they're just going to show up when it opens, you know, and well, there, there's be been a lot of talk online. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, blogs and things that I watch, a lot of things that I read, there's been a lot of discussion about that because people that, that do have annual passes, they, they feel like they do feel like they should be, uh, have first, priority to a lot of things like that the vacation vacation club members and the and the annual pass holders and these are people that have invested a lot i i totally agree but but the, tell us what you really think no, no i do <laughs> no I, I i really do think they've invested more they as far if i was if i was the owner of a company i would be looking at who Take are my biggest your, fans yeah who's invested the most and i would want to prioritize them because that's just good business well just side note side note before we got on and started recording you were you had a nice little rant going on about (laughs) some of the bloggers and some of the entitlement and some of the the arrogance you saw but in our our, announcements in our country so much lately we've talked about a lot of those different things in different areas so it was interesting to see in the disney world you know when you when you limit somebody's you restrict somebody in an area how quickly people feel well, I've done this there. It's like, well, uh, yeah. we, we kind of are in a pandemic still. Yeah. I mean, and chill out, everybody. Everybody's trying to, they're, you know, they're not a perfect, no one's perfect, but they're trying to figure out a system to just to get us back in there. Yeah. So, I mean, what I was going to say is as, as far as a company, I would be prioritizing those vacation club members. These people invest tens of thousands of dollars. It's, it's a lot of money and the pa- annual pass holders, those are expensive tickets. I would be prioritizing those people. The, the part I was that there's still going to be a lot of people who want to come that don't have those things. So there, there's still a lot of people that love Disney that aren't that category. Right. And so it was kind of interesting to hear the, there was a lot of, I, I have this, I deserve this. I, like, I want to be first in line. Kind yeah. of how dare them not. Let well, me. And in fact, Disney came back pretty quickly on their website and had posted things that, you know, before the opening on the 11th, there'll be some soft openings where they'll bring cast members in like Universal did, it's right. going to do, and that they'll bring Florida residents in first. I mean, that makes sense. And annual pass holders and the vacation club, they're going to give them their – and then once you, once you saw that news kind of go out, there seemed to be like a call. Oh, like, okay. Oh, All okay. Right. We're going to get in. I think – I mean, well, what? Tell me this. Like, what was the reaction? Because you've seen a few of these things, and I've read comment sections and blogs and blogs. When, when you start going through the, the new requirements, not just the reservation system, but like you start talking about mandatory masks for – even kids as young as three years old. When you it's start actually two now, two, it, was, oh. it was three on the website. Then a few days later, it changed to two years old. Okay, so stuff like get, what are some of the new requirements that they're going to implement that we know of so far? Um, well, let's see here. I had it right I've, in front I've of I've seen me a here. couple. Uh, is it true all buffet dining is over for well, now? They have that. That's just recently too. They've the the, the people that had dining reservations, uh, those have been canceled. Fast Pass Plus has been canceled. I mean, all those things that they're they're in, in creating a new system. They're going to have to figure out how people are going to get on rides. It will probably won't be the fast pass system. There will probably be something new. I did notice, like, it, okay, when Disney Springs opened, uh, when when the when the second wave of Disney Springs opened and the Disney store opened, the World of Disney mm-hmm. and the Disney restaurants, 
you know, you had to stand in line to make a reservation to go into the store. And those lines were like five hours. Ooh. That first day it opened, people, the, the, I saw some vlogs where people said they, they, the line was three hours. Some other people said they saw the line be up to five hours. Now, the next day there was no line. Mm. But the first day, big, big rush to get back in. That was probably a lot of vloggers and vloggers too trying to get in there first. But the, um, the, that, that was a really long line. And you, you stood in line just for them to tell you what you gave them your phone number. You would go walk around. They tell you what time to come. They call you when it's your turn to come in because mm. they were patrolling how many people could come into the store at a time. You had to tell them who was, how many people were in your group. And uh, that's kind of, and so that may, maybe that's the way they're going to work. Yeah. Attractions is that you'll, you'll, you'll have a, a line uh, we just don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I've, I've looked. I have. That's that's a possibility anyway. Sounds like no matter what, you should probably not expect shorter wait times. Even though it's reduced capacity, it right. sounds like your wait time could still be lengthy. And there's, you know, they have the whole new system with the uh, rise of resistance, where they can do a virtual queue now. So that's basically what they were doing at uh, at Disney Springs. If they just they weren't doing, you weren't doing it online. You were just walking up and giving them your name, and then they're calling you back. So. Maybe that will be more like what the rides will be, the attractions will be when it opens. But um, so that that was one of the that definitely was one of the things that was people were talking a lot about because a lot of people had had made their fast pass choices and yeah. made their dining reservations and suddenly it's all gone. But we don't even know if all those restaurants will be open. Sure. Or that all those attractions will be open. Right. That's a lot of unknown too. Like, is everything yeah. going to be open on day one? Or but again, it's just because, because they, you know, when they don't, they, when they make, when they do something and they don't tell you why they did everything, there's always a questioning that rises. So is there up. a lot of complaining or just sort of uncertainty? Like, uh, I wouldn't say complaining as much as when I was watching online, you saw a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Because I like, think our sentiment here when on? we were talking about it earlier is, hey, let's just be thankful it's opening back up, right? Yeah, and I think people are trying to balance it, but you still saw, again, we, we I mean, we're kind of looking at it from our standpoint of like, we're not getting in anytime soon. Yeah. We got all these other people that are, are more a priority to Disney than we are. If I try to book a trip, who knows when I'll be actually be able to get back in. Still irritates me a little bit. So, I don't like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, that's a different, yeah, we'll be, you, yeah. And about those people, not Disney. I, I think Disney's doing a great job. Like, I really, I'm I'm for Disney. Like, chill out, people. Like, give them their space. They'll figure it out. It's going to be great. Well, it's like, you know, if, if it'd be the same thing if you had season's tickets to a sports team. Right. And they open back up and they say we're going to have a limited number of people. You're going to assume that if I have season tickets, I'm going to get to be the ones that come and they're not going to sell but more tickets to to the that, general public. That, that's true. There's there's some truth to that. I, I totally get that. I've seen like the true. Is there no parades, no fireworks, no character meet and greets, that kind of stuff? Well, is that for sure, or is you, that rumors? You, well, I, I would hear different things, different places when I've been watching. I don't know that they've said they're they're definitely not going to do things that were, that cause people to stand in a crowd. What we've seen it in the videos from Shanghai and places like that, they might have one float of a parade go by, you know, they're just more like little characters. Characters are still there. You just can't greet them one-on-one. -on -one. They might show up on a balcony and wave at people. Uh -huh. I think they're just trying to keep people from congregating, from stopping, from uh, clumping up in a group because that's what people do when uh, things pass by that take a few minutes, everybody stops to see what it is. And then suddenly you've got Everybody in the crowd. And I, that was definitely one thing I watched in a lot of the videos, even from Shanghai to 
at Disney Springs, like everything would be everything would be socially distanced. And then suddenly there would be a group in a clump like everybody kind of forgets, oh, we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be spreading out. And so that was definitely uh, an interesting thing to see. Um, I, I, you know, I watched some videos and some watch, listened to some blogs about the opening of both. Um, well, uh, both both times at Disney Spring and some of the stuff with with Universal's um, City City Walk. Walk yeah. yeah. And just, you know, people talking about the cleanliness They're like some things are good, some things not quite there. And it's just going to take some time for everybody to figure out how to keep things clean and uh, keep keep tables cleaned and um, yeah. things washed down. But I'd, I'd be curious to know, like, I know they're pri- it seems like they're prioritizing, I've read, existing reservations that were canceled, right? People who had already had plans that got nixed, right? Right. They seem to be getting the priority. Right. Um, and I'll be curious to know how much of the, those people are in the queue you know, and how long. So if you were speculating, how long do you think it's going to take for you and I, any of us to make a reservation and go to Disney World? I think it's going to be a while. You think like September, th- like fall or next year? I do think a lot of people uh, when they they when they I heard and I only heard this in one place, one source said that when they made the announcement that they were opening back up on July 11th. That with that um, there was a flood of reservations that came in, and that within a few minutes they had to shut it down, mm. and that's when all these things, all these new adjustments, came in. So I mean I don't it, because it, it, it would be hard to make a reservation right now to me because you don't even know where you what resorts are going to be open. Yeah, and, and because I've seen like Vegas is Las Vegas is about to reopen a little bit, mm-hmm. and what you're seeing there is. Um, the big casinos um, that own maybe 12 hotel properties are only opening two or three of them. Right. And then even then they're only opening like every other floor and spacing out rooms. They're not going to full capacity in those hotels. So I'd imagine Disney would probably operate a lot the same way, you know, to try to manage those things. And it's really interesting how they're going to shuffle, you know, people with reservations say at you know, the all-star resort versus, you know, the Polynesian, you know, and how they, okay, if they're opening some, do some people get bumped around or moved around because now they're also also trying to, if I'm not mistaken, they're trying to accommodate the NBA. Um, that's the rumor. That was that another big, yeah, trying to work that there's out. There's eight courts and trying to bring the entire, all, all, maybe all the teams or maybe just the playoff teams to the Disney World Resort to isolate them for mm-hmm. to finish the NBA season sometime in July is what I, what the rumors are on the sports end. And if Disney's trying to do that, you would think that those hotels would be kind of off limits and quarantined for for that purpose, which is a lot of a lot of people. And, um, it's just going to be interesting to see, but you know, like, like we're saying patience and it's getting back and we're thankful that it's not still shut down. And there seems to be a path and a road back to back to somewhat of normalcy, you know, so be interesting what happens. Some of the, um, some of the requirements that, uh, that the public will have is that, uh, Disney said to enter the park, both the park reservation, valid admission for the same day of the park. We just talked about that. The other thing is uh, that some experiences, including uh, the th- in, in the theme parks, may be modified or unavailable to allow for physical distancing because of physical distancing limited contract. So some things just won't be able to be open. There are also things that have uh, high touch, uh, things like that, playgrounds, things that children would, 
liquid touch, things like that won't, won't be available. I saw something about water rides maybe not being available. No, Have you seen no water rides? I did see rides? that at first, but now they're saying, I think they've said that it doesn't travel well in water, okay. especially chlorinated water. So that one of the one of the few places you won't have to wear a mask is when you're eating, drinking, or swimming. Okay, so they're gonna so let there you are, swim. There's at least some some swimming. Event. Or maybe they could they could put chemicals in the water rides and force everybody to go down Splash Mountain before they get go. <laughs> they have to do Splash Mountain first <laughs> before go. they go to the rest of the park <laughs> to disinfect them. I'm just thinking outside the box, Disney. You know, I'm I'm available for um, consulting if you'd like some new ideas like that. The other thing, uh, y'all can laugh a little more at my jokes. <laughs> the other Thank big you. news was that, you know, I mean that first it said face coverings for everybody three and up, then it changed to two and up. I think that's going to be something that knocks a lot of people out. I, I really do. Like um, my my youngest kid is five now. We could we might. I would say it's pretty much impossible to keep a mask on a five-year-old. I cannot imagine a three-year-old or a two-year-old. I thought it was tough at three for sure. I thought that will take a lot of families out. Um, but two, you, you can't even explain rationally right. to a two-year-old why. Two-year-olds do what they want to do. Yeah. you. It's a, it's, there's a, definitely a minority of two-year-olds that would understand. Yeah. So I, I think and those things are for people's safety, but they also could be, okay, we need to limit numbers and we know this is going to be, this is going to keep people out, a deterrent, um, which I would not be surprised at all if that's part of the reasoning there. Um, it could be anyway. Um, and then you got to think about kids wearing masks in, you know, a hundred degree heat in July in central Florida you know, um, there are, there, there are things about that, you know, that, that are going to be interesting. People are going to have to weigh those options out. I watched, uh, s several guys that I, I watch regularly talk about, you know, how uncomfortable it is. Most of them, you know, it's already in the nineties mm -hmm. in Florida. And so they basically are out there testing it and they said, it's no hotter than any garment that you have to wear. You know who, want, I mean, it's hot to wear your shirt, yeah, but you have to, but you, to breathe you, into like a yeah, cloth, a piece of cloth and, um, it seems like that's an extra. Disney said that they were trying to work out zones where, you know, one, you have to have it on unless you're eating, drinking or swimming. Um, but you can you can be walking down the street drinking your drinks. True. And you can have it off for a second. And they said they're going to try to have some mask free zones where you can go to have a break i don't know how that i can't no, smoke smoking like, area I, they used to have how, smoking how, areas how, now we have mask free if zones. everybody goes to the mask free zone at the same time see again you, you, you have to get a fast but you have to do a virtual queue for the mask free <laughs> but, zone but you hear something like that and you 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 can just all you can do is speculate what yeah. that i mean until they give the info on what that really means it's okay they're gonna they're trying to give you a break from your mask but do you know how they're going to be monitoring and enforcing that? Like, are they going to like? I don't know how they're doing the mask. Have ambassadors but, walk around and like but, keeping an eye on people? I know that they they like, have. Um, I forget the exact name for them. They have like you know, per, but park employees that are out there to encourage people to social social distance in a fun way. They I saw what? several videos where they have people at Disney Springs just out having fun. But it's kind of to show you like, look how far they're spreading apart, and and you kind of get the picture. But I don't know how they'll do the mask thing, but. No one, no one wants to be banned from the parks, and they they ha it's their private property. If they choose to say you've got to wear it, who knows what they could do? I, it, it just seems like a really tricky thing to do, right? Because like kind of like policing, right. you know, the crowd to make sure they're kind of complying. It just seems kind of contrary to Disney and that fun like 
yeah, carefree invite. You know what I mean? It just brings about a gravity to the situation that feels it, countercultural to what they're seems, trying to capture. It seems like the empire. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and like you said earlier, like I think you saw a funny video Dizzy and made about using stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers to enforce masks and social distancing. That would be a great idea. Like if they actually had stormtroopers yelling at you all along <laughs> to make it super realistic, I think people could appreciate that. Is, yeah. Was that at Disney Springs? You saw that? Uh, they, uh, you know, I didn't look into it. Deep I knew enough. they. Had, I know they have stormtroopers at Disney Springs. That must, I just thought they were there just to appear. I, didn't I think know that's they were a great there. idea. Can you imagine that stormtroopers yelling idea. at you? Get your mask on. That that could be really cool. And they actually take you away in cuffs if you don't comply. Well, I think most people are going to be grateful to get in. Yeah, I mean, so I think they're. If you I mean, if you go knowing this, you yeah. know, and it's and if you don't know, I mean, you also have to bring your own. They they're, right. they're not going to provide you. Oh, I bet they're going to sell it. them. I don't. I, th- I know you. I think I saw somewhere that Universal was, but I don't know that Disney. Has, they're missing out if well, they don't. They're selling them on the on the Shop okay. Disney website. Yeah, you can get Marvel, uh, Pixar, Disney. Oh, dude, that's a revenue. I mean, they're um, they need revenue. But that was the, so they they've got like them. Just whether they'll have them there when you're in line getting in, into the gate or not. I don't know. Sure. But the, um. You know, they, there's also temperature checks. Yep. And the last time the the, the podcast that got away, we <laughs> talked a little bit about, we were talking about the temperature checks and uh, we were talking about how at Disney that and Universal, they're doing it with the forehead check. But, you know, you mentioned a system that just does it automatically. They thermal do have that at Shanghai. Yeah. When you, when they go through at Shanghai, it, they a don't thermal, have, It's a it's, thermal it's, camera it's, and facial yeah. recognition where you walk through right. and it gives you like a green light or a red light. You they know? do have that at Shanghai. I yeah. saw that in several videos. Just, it seems just, more efficient than having an employee put something to your forehead. And when we when we did that, we didn't know the date that this was opening right. up. So I kind of thought maybe that's one of their reasons for pushing back. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to be able in that time frame to, to do a – because it's a lot faster. I oh, mean, yeah. You could just walk straight through. Now, I mean, you're going to have that stop. The other thing that I, I, I thought about and um, saw several people comment is that you're still going to have to go through a, a security check. Yeah. And they don't have, they're not going to probably have at this point like an airport security check. So your, your bag is, somebody's going to go through your bag with their gloved hands. That's a good point. And then they're going to go to the next person's yeah. bag. And are they going to, you hmm. know, change gloves? So that's going to be an interesting. I think if, if I was trying to go back in, I would not. I would be trying to figure out how not to have my bag. Right. If I could do it, especially if I was only going for a day. Right. I would try to figure out how to get in there as, with as little as possible. So the question is and becomes like knowing what we know now, you know, we keep having this conversation every couple of three weeks. Yeah. Would you go? Are you, are you ready to start thinking about going? If you could, obviously yeah, we is can't. Is it worth it? Is, is it worth it? I don't know. Is it, it could be, a, that's a question. Well, when we, way. we, we, we asked this question all the way back when this first happened in a podcast back in March. And I, I threw out the date. If they opened up March, July 1st, would, would you go Would you know, we talked about that. And my, my view then was, was all about the virus. I was not, it was, I wasn't thinking about the cost or half of it being opened or some things being closed because that was such, we didn't know any of that. Then we didn't even know to wear masks. They were right. telling us to wear masks then whether we didn't know how it, how it transmitted for sure. Um, since then there's been more talk that, you know, that it's less, less likely to be traveling through what you touch than what you breathe. So that, you know, that, that changes kind of my opinion when I'm in the park, 
because before it was like, how are they going to sanitize every ride vehicle, every bathroom after every use if this transfers that easy? But yeah. now it seems to be more about the, wearing these masks and staying apart from one another. So yeah, I think my my obstacles now have less to do with the virus yeah. because I feel <laughs> like what they've implemented. If everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah. And it's the middle of summer and it's reduced capacity. I actually feel like it's going to be pretty safe. Yeah. The, the, now the flip side is what we were just talking about is half the stuff going to be closed is, you know, how, what's the experience going to be like? And you start thinking about those things now. Um, but I am like, I, I would entertain, like, I think I was the one last time too, that would think about it in the right scenario. But, um, yeah, I would, I would think about going. And we, I think you mentioned it would, if they offered an amazing deal, yeah. they got your family down there at a much, uh, more affordable price. That would, would definitely be weigh in. Tempting. Um, I think, I think now it would be, I, my struggle at the time was what's the difference between safer and safe. And I might feel safer. I just didn't know if I would feel safe. Right. And that's a, there's a big difference mm -hmm. in that to me. Now I think I, I lean more towards safe where I, I couldn't imagine that in March. Right. Um, but I think we know, it seems like there, there's more information now and about how, this is this is happening, and if we can if we can stay apart and keep our masks on, and 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 at the same time keep washing our hands and staying sanitized, it seems it does seem safer than it did uh, three months ago. So, maybe, so where you wouldn't entertain it last time, perhaps you would now. I could not at the yeah. time, but now I I could see why. If 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 people space out, the the only thing that makes me nervous is not it's not. It's not what Disney will do. It's what the crowd will do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I told you I went to a business yesterday and I'm, I had someone without a mask crowd into my space twice. And I had to keep getting out of stopping what I was doing because yeah. somebody, you know, somebody, someone was inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the thing you just don't know. It's a, it's a hard thing to know. I think if I was really worried about my health, not knowing how the public would, I, w I wouldn't, of course I wouldn't risk it. Right. Sure. So I would have to feel very, if I feel good about my health and you know, I, I see what Disney does, then uh, definitely would be uh, something I would open, be open to, but I couldn't have done that in March. Okay. How about you, Ramin? You changed your mind any? No, I don't think so. Actually. Yeah. I think I'm still pretty firm. No, I think for me to consider it, um, it, it's not maybe like entirely the virus per se, but, it, um, somebody would have to, you know, pay for my way in. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? They would, and, uh, arrangements, travel time to get down there. I don't know if how comfortable I feel like flying right now. Yeah. Oh, so we're driving and that's a long drive. Yeah. Um, and then, and then to weigh that against all the things that are closed down to, and how, what that experience is going to be like, um, there would have to be a lot of incentives mm. for me to do it. I think still, and um, I'd probably be much more tempted to take my time and energies and put it in maybe get hit in a beach that's not yeah. overcrowded, you know, like sure. go and go to the ocean or maybe go hiking in the mountains or yeah. something like that instead at this time. Gotcha. I think once things get a little easier, um, I'd probably be more interested. But Yeah, there are other leisure activities that perhaps are are more safe and, and the experience is more predictable. More predictable. They're very enjoyable, easy and, and, and I don't have to worry about right. 
any of the logistics, uh, even just to get there. Yeah, because the there's the wise. opportunity cost yeah. of if you're going to Disney and spending the money to do that, you're not doing something else, you know, mm-hmm. and that's you only get so much vacation time. That's a that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think if I was talking about going with my family and booking a, a family trip, I would just this doesn't sound worth it at this point. My I was coming from the perspective of like in uh, this month I was supposed to be in Europe, and I was trying to figure out if while I was there, if, if I was going to get into to Disneyland Paris. And then my, I've got a son starting school in the fall in Florida. And so we were already going to be down there. And so that, I'm looking at it like if I'm there already and I had a day free, would I go in if I could get a ticket? Yeah. And it was just me and my wife, you know, just a couple. And I'm just checking it out. Yeah. And I will say this, too. I, I do think it does make more sense for some people than others. But, too, I, I'm happy that some people are going this early because they have to open up. It's got to start somewhere. So if there are people who uh, this is going to be a limited risk for them, they have easy access. It's not going to put a lot of people go like yeah. go have a great time. But Disney needs the business. They took a right. huge hit this year. Um, it's got to start somewhere, like I said. So I'm happy there are people getting in early and starting to do this thing. I think just for me personally, sure. some other things make more sense right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. makes total sense. Well, that's awesome. So we're, we should probably start to wind it down, but real quick, um, a couple other quick little hit or news things. There's a couple new things on Disney plus. I don't know if you guys have watched anything this week, but I think in the, the lost episode I talked about, we had just watched avatar again, which I have strong feelings about. We'll save those for another episode. But I did see there's a strong possibility that Mulan is going to get bumped from theatrical lease completely. And we've talked a lot about that on the podcast. I think we're all kind of excited about the live action Mulan. What do you think about, for, it's not confirmed, but what do you think about the potential of it being released on demand and missing a theatrical lease altogether? Does that disappoint you? Well, it would be fun to go to the movie theater, but that's that's one of those places I feel the least comfortable going. Yeah. It just always feels like a, a very enclosed uh, place that's not always the cleanest. So that's not my favorite place sure. on my on the list to go. So if 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 they can't get the theaters open in a safe way, I would I, I'm surprised they didn't wait and hold it. But um, it'd be incredible to get to see it. Uh, I think I think they've we've seen with some other uh, movies when they did the, was it the trolls movie that they put these things out at like, and you, you can, uh, we did it with, with Skywalker. Yep. Uh, when it came out, we paid 20 bucks as yeah. a family to watch it, which had already had home. the theatrical release, but they did it on demands right. before they released it. And we had actually, I actually, I mean, it was, it was going to be on Disney plus later, but we didn't still want to wait. Ahead. So we went, we went ahead and paid the 20 bucks to watch. We've it. done it with trolls and with Scoob. Okay. The, the Scooby-Doo movie um, just did the same thing, and we paid the 20 bucks. So when those movies came out, didn't they see that their numbers actually were pretty good? They did because pretty, yeah. More people, uh, maybe more people watched it at home yeah. than would have gone to the theater and... It's a viable option, but there are, there's, there's blowback on that from theaters. Right. Um, you know, these are theaters ever going to come back like they were, you know, and now they're really upset that these Definitely. big things that would get people back are being released at home. And it's setting this precedent that there's been kind of this tension between AMC in particular and universal, who's kind of taken this approach of, we're just going to release this stuff on demand. And they're like, Oh no, this is not how this works. And there's some real, like, I think even AMC said, we're not taking any more universal movies for a while. 
um, or something like that. Um, it's, it's pretty like, and it, you can understand, like there's this understanding of how things work, but this virus has changed everything. And the other thing that's interesting too, is how much money I haven't done any research on how much money has been invested in Milan. Like, um, I know it's, Oh, it's a big budget movie. It looks like it it's looks not, like a very big budget. And so how do you recoup that? And well, yeah, I would assume that they wouldn't do it if they didn't think they could recoup. I, I well, but as things change, usually typically you have the theatrical release, then you have an on-demand DVD sale, then you have later on, you know, syndicate television, pay TV, streaming, those sorts of things. And there's revenue from all of those. Um, so now you're eliminating one of the largest. Um, I don't know. It'll be maybe, interesting. Maybe the... Uh, maybe it won't be $20. Maybe it will be $30. Maybe the price will be more than it was for. I wonder how much elasticity you, how there much was, is. Do you remember how, how much? It was 20 was? bucks. That's yeah. pretty been the price point. But I wonder how, what, at what point I would decide, ah, oh, that's just, I'll wait. Um, is See, the tough thing is they they can't, if, if they knew how many people were watching the movie at the same time, if it's a family of six versus a couple. I mean, should should the on-demand price, it's going to be the same, but well, it wouldn't be in the movie theater. That's the big difference. I also don't know how much of a movie ticket is split between studio and theater, theater. and maybe other things. I don't know who gets a, a cut of that. So, I, I you know, because this definitely eliminates the middleman. You know, you're going direct to consumer on your own platform, right? right? Um, or selling it through Apple TV or Amazon or whatever. Right. Um, I, I don't know how those dynamics work. I, I would assume it's not as much as a theatrical release or they would have already done this, but it's got to be significant. I wonder if they could charge 30 or 40. I wonder what, what the price if, elasticity if you, is if, on if that. My, my family would spend 30 or 40, but that's because that's what it would cost me at the movie theater. Sure. But if I was watching it by myself, no way. it's all 30 yeah. or 40, I would just wait. Or you find somebody else to a buddy to go <laughs> go yeah, to their house and watch be, it. That would be too much, but that's there's yeah. I think another dynamic in the conversation is to um, going straight to streaming may be a more predictable, stable thing for stockholders. Mm. You know, because nobody knows exactly how the movie theaters are going to perform right now, especially with all these guidelines and stuff. Going straight to streaming, it's it's, it's yeah safer, more secure way, and I think um, that is. Uh, better for stockholders and things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The interesting thing with Scoob, um, the Scooby-Doo movie with that I hadn't seen before and maybe I just missed it, was you had an option. You could rent it on demand for $20 or you could even day one, you could buy it for 25 where you could watch it anytime you want. Of course, $5 more, you get it more than 48 hours access. So uh, sure, $5 more. So that seems like another way you could go ahead and and kind of lock people in and you feel like you're getting more value. You know, you're not limited. You can watch it whenever you want. Your kids can watch it again. You can have somebody over to watch it. Um, that's an interesting kind of part the of it too. But one difference is I would not expect Scoob to be a billion dollar movie event. I, I like agree. These Disney live action movies have been like Mulan was, was on schedule to be a major blockbuster based on these other action that's true but it was a significant thing like trolls right dreamworks a significant like summer movie that was coming out that was kind of moved so i i agree it's not quite this in the probably in the same realm as mulan but i do think it was it's telling that they would you know that they would move to a, a format like that and i think you're gonna see more of that um 
Well, and the reason is like when Artemis Fowl went from movie theater to Disney Plus, I I expect that's I've I've loved those books. I was expecting right. I'm expecting that to be a great movie, but I don't expect it to have the audience reach that live action Mulan is going to have. Sure, no, you're probably so right about that. It's less, it's not a big brand. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I know that that one of the the moves that the movie um, the Christopher Nolan movie Tenet. Mm-hmm. that's the one they're kind of bank. Everybody's watching. It's coming out in July at the theater. That's right. the plan. And, and kind of everybody's watching to see, okay, how is that going to do now? There's dynamics and it's the only movie coming out. So you can imagine a world where every theater is running this movie at reduced capacity, but it's the only game in town. There's no competition. There's no other movie to see. There's nothing right. new so that it could make a ton of money just being the only one. But it's also, will people go? Are people going to go to the theater? It's a big test. Did they say when Mulan would come out online? No, okay. it's not even confirmed they're doing that. Okay. I would um, th- see, I'm surprised that they didn't wait for, th- that they didn't say we're pushing it back a month and then wait and see how Tenet does. Well, that could be. <laughs> and then go, okay, we're just going to go ahead and. This being a rumor, that very much could be the plan. Um, that makes more sense to me. I would, I would think they would want to wait and see, let somebody else go first and see if it's worth it. It's and still then- slated July twenty fourth, okay. Milan, and Tenet is July seventeenth, the week before. So it, it could be. Well, you would think you'd have to make plans. You can't That's change said, your mind the week before. I, I would have thought they would have said, "Hey, we're going to push it back one more month." But yeah. I know there's, you can't just do that because there's slots and. Uh, other movies coming out, and so they you may not be able to push it back on a on another opening date, but it may have been they may have been unable to push it back again. Sure, you know, I guess we'll find out. It's all fluid; it all changes all the time. Still, even with yeah. all this, so but it's interesting. Um, still watching lots of stuff on Disney Plus. Still, my kids are really enjoying that, and next, I know there's some new things coming. We were talking about Zen. What Zen? Zenimation, which is like the Disney mood playlist for Disney Plus, which is really interesting. Um, it's like sound effects from movies that kind of like nature sounds and different. Yeah, it sounds moods. like all the sound effects that like you kind of get lost in the movie because of all the like the main talking and and other music and music. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just all the really cool subtleties that you maybe over you know pass over yeah um, and now these are going to be brought out in this zen series kind of kind cool. sort of like hit this hit play and relax yeah. kind of thing it's that interesting a, it sounds like a lot of wind and a lot of water wind and water nature <laughs> it's like water. it's the nature sounds they're trying to get into the Mulan and elsa and wind and water yeah they want it they want you playing disney plus while you sleep they don't want you going to that lebron james app <laughs> that you know he's trying to sell you right now <laughs> calm i think it's called calm you know what I'm talking about? The Calm app? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it's Disney's I've answer to that. I've seen several things like that, but I have I had just recently seen that he had that. That's so funny. Well, guys, it's been great. It's been a little while. I'm happy like we got to we do this. We haven't been in, this, in the same place in a long time. It's been so a few months. Yeah, fun. it's been a bit. Yeah, so it's great to be back. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll be back here real soon talking more about all the awesome things Disney's about to do and, and all the successes that are about to take place with movies and park openings. And then on top of that, I'm sure we have some things we're going to watch and talk to you about too. So until then, thank you guys so much for sticking with us through all this and for listening and being so supportive. If we can serve you in any way, please let us know. Um, you can contact us through the website at whyilovedisney.com or on Twitter, whyilovedisney1. Until next time, so long. <laughs>